Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter, joined by Tom and Donny. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. How are you, Donny? I am very well, thank you. Good, good. Right, so we will go over to our league, start there, and then get into the other stuff. So our own league top three, there has been no change. Donny, you're still third, 7.06 overall. E6 Hammer, second, 7.03 overall. And Melvinho, who's storming this game so far this season, 7.18 overall. So, I am going to go through and ask you your score from the last game week. We recorded last week. We were only partly through a game week, so we'll do that first, and then we can talk about our scores this week. So, I will go first as I'm in the lowest position. I finished last week 86 points and took me up to 186 position. And so far this week, with one game to go, I've got 72, and that is from Roos, Captain Tab, 28, Taylor, nothing, Portis was transferring 15, Jota one, Kenny three, Nunn Ferguson best strip player, Vice Captain Boyle three, Kolak seventeen, Mioski two, Shankland two. I've still got three Hibs players to play tonight and I'll get three points off the bench. I am at one, two, three position in the world, so with a bit of luck I could break the top hundred. Donny, your scores for the last week this? Okay, so I finished last week on 97 points, um, so that's good. That put me up to sixth place overall. Um, so going into the weekend, I took my first minus hit of the season. Um, and basically what I did was I've got Kerry on my bench, um, stinking up, injured. So I took in Levitt, basically like a free hit um, for an injured player. And then seeing the Celtic team news, I took Taylor out for Porteous, which obviously has come good. Uh, and we'll see what happens with Kyogo. Uh, come this weekend. So my score for the week was 72 minus 4, 68. I had Bruce and goals for 1, Captain Tav for 28, Portis 15 not out, Scales on 2, I've got my bench trick player with 0, Levitt 3 not out, Boyle vice-captain 3 not out, Jota 1, Cholak 17, Furuhashi obviously didn't play, so there's a 0 there, and Mirovsky 2. So that's my 72 minus 4 was 68. I'll have full use of my bench once everything's played out. I've got Yakaviti to come on for 8, Solholm for 2, and Ewan Henderson, who does play for Hibs, but he didn't play in the first game. He's unlikely to play in this game, um, so I'm not sure I'll get anything there. So I've got probably 3 starting tonight. Um, my global score is 7.06, which keeps me in 6th place. So I think 
with substitutes, etc., could get back into the top three. That's my hopes anyway. Okay, Tom, how'd you finish off last week and how are you doing this week? Uh, last week, I finished with 80 points and that's seen me at uh, 103 in the game. Uh, this current week, I am currently sitting on 70 points and current position is 80. Um, points coming from uh, Roosan goals for one. Captain Tav got me 28. Taylor got me nothing. Uh, Yakoviti got me eight. In midfield, Yota one. Carey, nothing. Boyle, three. Ferguson, non-playing player, got me nothing. Uh, Furuhashi, nothing. Miofsky, two. And vice-captain Cholak got me 27. So as it stands, I probably have Solemn coming on for two and Mayo coming on for one. And if Henderson does anything, he might come on. But as Donny said, probably uh, very doubtful. Okay, so pretty close. They used to drew each other in the Regan Charles Cup, Cup, so he's right. run away with it. So next week's a big one. Uh, right, we'll go through the results and come over to you, Tom. So we'll see. The week's end results were game week nine. So it's Johnson 1, Celtic 2, Razors 4, St. Mirren 0, Livingston 0, Ross County 1, Hibs 1, Motherwell 0, Dunyard 4, Aberdeen 0, Kilmarnock 2, Hearts 2, and also one more game finish night, Dunyard versus Hibs. So I'll come to you, Tom. Yeah, so St. Johnston won Celtic 2. Um, Celtic's first goal was uh, an OG from uh, Considine and the winner was scored by Yakimakis with an assist from Burnaby. Uh, St. Johnston's goal came from Alex Mitchell with an assist from Ali Crawford. Um, looking at the Celtic lineup, uh, Carter Vickers was back in the start in 11 and he was partnered with Welsh. There was no sign of Starfelt or Jens. Uh, Juranovic and Taylor, they were both... Um, Rested, Taylor wasn't even in the squad, and Bernabe and Ralston played in their position. Uh, no Kyogo and no Maeda, uh, they were both benched as well. Uh, Postacoglu said Taylor needed a rest, and Bernabe was low on game time, so uh, we don't need to worry about Taylor's fitness. He should be back for the next game. Uh, overall, it was probably quite a flat game from Celtic. Um, I kind of expected it given the number of wholesale changes. It was a similar situation against St Mirren. Um, and it was almost a disaster again for Selic if it was not for that last-minute goal from Yakamakis. Um, they had a few chances. Uh, Abada hit the crossbar. He also missed two big chances. Uh, O'Reilly hit the woodwork as well. Um, and it could have been a win for St. Johnston too because Stevie May also hit the post late on. Uh, he came on as a sub um, at 63 minutes. He's not been too bad recently in terms of form, but obviously not guaranteed minutes. Uh, Yakamakis also had a goal cut for offside, which was a, a tight call from the linesman, but you win some, you lose some. Um, I suppose for Celtic's lineup, we don't really have to worry too much now that that's the kind of rotation out of the way for, for a while yet anyway. Um, and then St. Johnston, probably not going to consider any of their players just yet. They've not had any clean sheets in the last three and the, those that are scoring, it's inconsistent from uh, various players throughout the week. Peter, your thoughts on the game? Uh, Mother to watch. Come into work, caught the second half, and it was like name, nightmarish. I was expecting hundreds of texts to come in on my phone. I'm sure a couple of people had the text wrote out, ready to send, and had to politely delete it with that last gap winner. Uh, St. Johnson, I mean, the possession, I think it's Celtic against what the whole has been doing. It looked like great playing football up to a point, but couldn't be ruthless, missed numerous chances, fluffed their lines. The team, I mean, finished with a back. Three defensive midfielders of Abigail, McCarthy, and Moy sitting in front of the defence. And that just gives me the absolute fear. Don't want to see that again. 
I don't think any of our fantasy assets. Uh, Carter Vickers came into the team fit. I think I think Donny might have texted us for the week as well. If you want to go on a Celtic defender who is nailed, I think Vickers might be the man because Taylor's played a lot of football. He might get rotated. Barely didn't have the, the worst game, got the assist. Ralston and Juranovic have already got rotational issues. Whereas I think you can clearly see if Vickers is fit, he's playing. He's probably the strongest centre-back we have. So I could potentially make that move down the line as well. St. Johnson, like you said, Tom, they do look better, look a bit more a fight about them, but again, it maybe be the only place I'd look would be stay the me, stay the me, sorry, but up front we've got plenty of options, so it's a no for me so far for assets. Yeah, too many to consider there. Donny, what's your perspective on this one? Okay, so we've got the early team news on this one, and it's probably the most exciting team news of the season. It really got you <laughs> looking at your team and trying to work out what to do. Um, it was a few changes that I hadn't accounted for that I had to make. So I took out Taylor for Porteous. Um, had Taylor been playing, I would have just taken out Solholm for Porteous. So I had to make a, a quick adjustment there. And I've decided to leave Kyogo. Um, I thought he might come off the bench and, and get a goal or something, but he didn't play at all. So we'll see what happens come this weekend. You get early team news again, so I can make a decision there. Celtic taking no risks after their midweek performance. They had two keepers on the bench for this game, just to make sure that Hart... Uh, wasn't up to some silly mistakes. Well, had Considine with some PTSD from his time at Aberdeen um, with the OG. And as you say, Mitchell and Giacomacus trading goals in injury time. I was actually out at the time, so I just seen that the result was 2-1. It wasn't until later I'd seen how it panned out. So um, I probably would have been frustrated had I been around <laughs> at the time. From a fantasy point of view, probably nobody got anything out of this game. I did see some people took in Giacomacus um, for Kyogo, um, so we've got some points there, but defensively, I think we've probably all missed out um, on there. I thought St. Johnson did battle well, and they probably would have got uh, some confidence from that game. Uh, they do have Livingston, Kilmarnock, two of the next three, so that's the ones they'll be looking to target. I think Settle will be thankful for the three points. They did look fragile at the back. That's a couple of games in a row now. Um, so they'll want to strengthen strengthen up as much as they can because they've got Hibs and Hearts next and they're both teams that can score quite freely. Um, so that'll be quite an important one. Um, and as I said, a bit like this game, team news for Celtic coming up will, will really determine where we need to go with likes of Jota, uh, Furuhashi and the defence. So yeah, three points, move on and uh, just on to the next game. Just quickly, Tom, before you come in, obviously we forgot to mention Jota could be carrying an injury, so that's one thing we need to watch. If he doesn't play tonight in Europe, this recording too, obviously, and then it's going to keep an eye on it for Wednesday or Saturday. Sorry, we'll get any team news, so you'll be able to have it off it if need be, but we've got a question on this later, so I'm not going to get into too much detail about it. Yep. Um, next fixture up, we've got Hibs 1, Motherwell 0. Um, it was a goal from Porteous. Um, the goal came after Connor Shields' Had a red card at 56 minutes. Uh, Portis, two shots on target, as did Boyle, but no returns for Boyle in, in this game. Uh, he got his uh, two appearance points and his one clean sheet points. However, he's still got Dundee United to play uh, tonight. Um, previous weeks, he's had 12 points and seven points, so there's perhaps still a chance for him to, to haul. Um Sean Goss was the only Motherwell player to get a shot on target, which is probably disappointing for, for Van Veen owners. Um, Van Veen has been a little bit quiet recently out with his haul uh, versus Ross County, where he got his, 
uh, hat trick. Um, he does seem to be the talisman at Motherwell. He's, there's probably not many other Motherwell players I would consider. Um, Spittle perhaps as an enabler, but not really any other options. Uh, looking at Boyle, uh, I got him in this week for the double game week. I'm, I'm still not fully convinced. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. Um, but uh, I have noticed Hibbs' defence. They've had three clean sheets in the last four. Uh, so they are showing some defensive form. So uh, Porteous may be my downfall in the, this tie in the Reagan Charles Cup. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how things go tonight. Donny, what's your thoughts? Yes, if you're not convinced about Boyle, after tonight you might be. And certainly come the weekend, <laughs> I think he's got a good chance of scoring there. Um, so the, looking at the game, I thought Tibbs had the best of the early chances. Um, just got no reward for their efforts. Spittle came off injured in the first half. I don't know a lot of teams have him, so just keep an eye on it. It did look a sore one, however, he was walking, um, which was a good sign. Hibbs continued a luck playing against 10 men, um, with Shields getting sent off. I don't think the player can have any complaints there. Um, I think that was a, an obvious one. Uh, Porteous, the man of the moment, it's almost written in the stars um, since the Scotland Cup scored for the second week in a row. So well done for everyone who jumped on him. I think that was most of the community. Um, Motherwell, after the red card, they struggled and they've got um, Rangers up next. So I would ease off any Motherwell assets that you have. I think Saul Holmes one that features in a lot of teams. So I would probably cash in on him. I think Hibs still do offer um, value and I certainly wouldn't write them off against Celtic. As I say, Boyle is the kind of player that can pop up um, and, and really hurt teams. So from that point of view, I would I would keep him, maybe bench Porteous, um, if you're not confident in the clean sheet. But I still think there's value there. Um, and Motherwell, as you say, they had a good performance against Ross County, but just couldn't capitalise um, against Hibs. Yep, Peter? Yep, I'm asking question of the week. Is Hibs good? I mean, <laughs> they played the 11 men, they're good. They played 10 they, they do, I think this was just two before last week, Donny, they do have like an identity. They're also playing a style away. They keep a lot of possession. They've got a lot of shots on target. So they're attacking. Porteous is a man in the moment. Oh, you called it last week. That was a transfer in and it worked. So he's been a... I mean, even though I transferred the Lacavetti out for him. So I've lost eight points there, but I've gained on Porteous. I'm not playing yeah. too much there. Boyle still could do something tonight. If Boyle was more a... I know we look at Kolak scoring the double and you're like, we should just vice-captain Kolak one fixture. But the, the reason behind vice-captain Boyle was sound. I mean, he had two games, he's a Dallas man, so another double game he could easily outscore him. It's one of his times. Yeah. He could still go out to right, mind you. This is, could be all redundant tomorrow if he scores a right. Uh, Porus, I think, is going to be a, a stay for a while. I might just bench him next week against Celtic, like you said, Boyle's fixture-proof. So if they do score at Parkhead, it would probably come through something of Boyle's making. So he stays in the team. Bench the rest. We get early team news next week for Celtic. So if they still do rotate after Europe, then I, I can't see because it's cup next week. They probably got a chance to rotate in the cup. Depends on legs. It'll depend on how they come out after this game. Are they injured or stuff like that? So we do get the news. So that's all I can think. Yep. Um, next fixture we've got is Livingston nil, Ross County one. The goal came from Awuru Edwards, whose name's popped up quite a few times throughout the season. Um, it was kind of against the the, the the grain, that goal. Livingston had 22 shots to Ross County's five, three on target to, to County's one, which was what they scored from. Um, if you looked at my expert picks, you probably uh, noticed I expected a Livingston clean sheet because I doubled down on the defence, uh, but it wasn't to be. 
Um, they were luckily not to get their third clean sheet at home, in a, which would be the third in a row. Um, looking at Livingston players, Obelai looked uh, the most likely with two shots on target and one big chance missed. Um, I do like him going forward um, as a source of clean sheets and uh, I lack anything really going forward. I suppose you could use Oura Edwards as a, a bench player, enabler to come on on the odd week that he does score. But uh, not really much to add to that one. Peter? Yeah, no, it's just, I think we just we mentioned this most weeks. Livingston assets, sometimes you win. Ross County assets. Also, Lacavetti gets his clean sheet now after the double game, he gets none. So that's just a, that's just a fantasy game for you, isn't it? But if you go on these defenders, cheap defenders, you just I'll be using it for a bench trick and hopefully WordPress off is going to come up. Not much to add. Edwards, I believe, I know we talked about before, but there's other assets out there you may want to get instead. I don't know. Fixtures, bench trick maybe, but there's nobody really for either of the teams I'm, I'm looking to get in right now. Yeah, same here. Uh, Donny? Yeah, I thought Levy started the game well. Um, looked very lively, couldn't get the breakthrough. It was very much a, a smash and grab performance from uh, Ross County, uh, Edwards with the winner. So, as I said in my deep dive on Yakovetti, he was the type of player that, although he had the double game week, he did have good fixtures afterwards. Um, so, anyone who stayed with him was rewarded with their patience and eight points. And even still, they've got Dundee United and Kilmarnock up next. So, you know, there was a chance that that could continue. So, um, you can keep him on the bench. It's probably not the result that you would have expected. So I think the fact that you called a Livingston clean sheet was, was pretty sound. It just didn't turn out that way. Livingston have Rangers and Celtic coming up um, after St. Johnston. So again, if you do have defensive assets, you can either cash in or, or just bench them. But um, Ross County, I don't think there's anyone that you could bring in that would probably better what you've already got. Um, and they are so inconsistent that you're probably best avoided. Um, there is one person that I'll touch on um, when I come to do my deep dive that we're maybe missing out on, but I'll keep that up my sleeve for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Rangers 4, uh, St Mirren 0. Uh, goals came from Cholak. There was a Tav penalty. Cholak scored the third for his brace with an assist from Sakala, and then Sakala scored a goal for himself with an assist from Morelos. Uh, Matondo hit the woodwork, uh, as did Barisic and Curtis Main. Uh, it was another clean sheet for Rangers, so Captain Tab delivers again on that front. Um, and McGregor seems a most secure option in, in goals going forward. Uh, Cholak, obviously, very consistent. Um, I, I, he's almost a set and forget vice captain for me. Um, and it doesn't, he doesn't seem to be a worry for rotation either, so that's that's quite good to see. I'm just thinking if it's time to perhaps double down on Rangers' defence, now that Barisic seems more nailed, there's not really any sort of midfield options which I would consider. and He's not too expensive at 3.9, so that's perhaps something uh, that, that, that Donny could discuss. Um, there's not really any sort of consistent centre-back paired with Goldson, so might be opportunity there for Barisic. Um, St Mirren looked OK without a younger. They had a, had a few chances, as mentioned with Main. Um However, again, it's not easy to judge St. Mirren against an away trip at Ibrox, so I uh, won't say too much on that one. Donny, what's your thoughts? So, game of the weekend once again. Tony, two goals, as I'm going to call him. Um, he must have a hat-trick bonus in his contract because Gio keeps taking him off the minute he scores two goals. So, um, it must be a bit <laughs> frustrating. But I thought, continuing from the previous week, um, I thought Rangers really had some good passing play. 
Um, it was Borner with the early shot hitting the post to Trulak, just being in the right position at the right time um, with the finish. I think they were getting some shooting practice in. Jack and Tav both had efforts um, on target, which was good to see. It's something we've probably lacked um, in recent seasons is taking shots at goal. The penalty, I know they discussed it on sports scene, but probably is a foul in there. It's a difficult one, and uh, Captain Tav doing the honours. So quite early on, we had points locked in um, for the captaincy, which is always good to see. I thought St Mirren did have a couple of chances. O'Hara forced a good save from McGregor. And as you say, Maine, Maine had an effort later on. I thought the the third goal was a um, really good finish from Trolak. Uh, he also doesn't have a left foot on him because he took it with the outside of his right foot. But it was a good through ball from Sakala. And then Sakala laid it. And then Alfie laid it on to Sakala um, for the fourth. As I say, it was a, a comfortable win. Um, although St Mirren did have their chances throughout the game. They've got better fixtures to come, St Mirren. Um, and Ayunga will be back. So don't completely write them off. Um, we talked about the Rangers' defence last week. I think you're right. I think that's probably your best place if you've just got the the two Rangers options. I think you can now um, bank on that. Borna and Davis both offering value there. So Borna's 3.9. I think Davis was 3.3, um, if my memory serves me right. So you're probably going to get value at the back. And game-wise, we've got, we've got Motherwell, Livingston, Aberdeen. So there's good fixtures there as well that could give us clean sheets. So, no, good performance, good goals. Um, you, vice-captains, Cholak, I didn't. And, yeah, I could see it coming once that Rangers game was finished. It's like, got points to make up. But luckily, Porteous, I think, cancelled out all of those. Will I vice him at the weekend? My brain says yes, but my heart's probably going to say no because I can't see <laughs> the team use. So, I'll just wait and see. But, no, great performance. If he keeps scoring goals like this, then... And not can only do well for for us, so happy enough. Yep, Peter, what do you reckon? At the end of the game, so when I seen the score, I was disappointed until I looked at who got the points. Then I slightly warmed my mood because it was two players I won. Uh, I'm assuming, well, Dom, Donny's covered it. St. Mern's, what I was going to say was don't need your coughs at Mern. They've probably been looked pretty decent the last few weeks. You don't you don't take these games when they come to go away to Glasgow to be any sort of when they're going to get points he can write these ones off and just go again next week uh, Rangers we discussed we did discuss this last week Laurie, didn't we about the defensive one because uh, Lawrence is out until after the World Cup so right. Barisic was the one I think might bring in he's looked really 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 on form this season there's talk of Yilmaz going out on loan in January because he's not got enough game time do you think that's a lot of rubbish Dory? I don't think, think that will happen yeah, so I mean, people talk- paid good money for him he's new to the country nobody speaks Turkish apart from Hadji, and he's not at the club at the moment. So he's just settling in. He did take Borna off and put Yilmaz on. You've got the cup next week. I think he just needs to bide his time because Borna is there on merit um, as, as far as that's concerned. So, no, I don't think putting him out on loan helps helps anyone. The minute we get an injury, you, you're going to need him. So, no. No, no, on you go. He might get his uh, opportunity after the World Cup if Barisic's rested yeah. for a few weeks. Exactly, exactly. Um, December's got quite a busy schedule um, and you're going to need cover in all areas. So um, if you take him out, you're back to square one. So no, I think it's just competition. And at the moment, Borna's got the shirts. So that's just the way it's going to be. Okay, Tom. Yeah, um, another 4-0 then. We've done the United 4, Aberdeen 0. The real game uh, 
Aziz Behic scored the opener, and then it was Tony Watt with an assist from Freeman. Uh, our old friend McGrath from last season scored, and then the fourth was an own goal by Ross McCrory. Uh, it was eight shots on target uh, for Dundee United to Aberdeen's one, so it's a bit disappointing for Miofsky owners. I'm um, probably not going to get too excited about Dundee United. Uh, they lost the previous game 2 1 at home to St Johnston, so um, need to seek some consistency there. Um, if you're a gambling man and maybe Yacht is going to be up for a wee while, McGrath could be an option. Uh, he's on penalties. Uh, he, it looks like he's possibly playing out of position up front with Tony Watt, based on the, the, the formations that I've seen. Uh, 4.6 million, however, a little bit steep, maybe something to keep an eye on. But they do have Ross County up next, then St. Mullen, and then uh, Motherwell. So not a bad run of fixtures there. Uh, Aberdeen-wise, probably happy to stick with Miofsky and Roos in goals just now, just because there's not a lot of alternatives in goals uh, outside Silicon Rangers. And Miofsky, he he's definitely got a haul in him. Um, it seems to be a bit feast and famine these days. Um, probably wouldn't rush to offload those guys. Um, I probably wouldn't rush into any Dundee United assets. Um, Donny, what do you, you reckon? Okay, so Dundee United, eight games without a win. Um, upstep Aberdeen. Uh, and I can tell you something, the Aberdeen fans are not happy with this one in the slightest. The knives have been sharpened for Goodwin already. They sent 4,000 fans down for the game and they should probably be giving their money back. Um just terrible all-round performance. Probably set the tone from Miofsky, um, missing an absolute sitter um, at the beginning, but their defence was all over the place. You watch it back, pretty much every goal was just defensive calamity. Um, so yeah, Behic with the opener and then Watt with a quick second. He had McCrory with a clumsy challenge to give away the penalty, which McGrath put away. Uh, just on the penalty front, it, um, Fletcher was on penalties to begin with, uh, and I know he wasn't playing, so McGrath might not be a, a permanent penalty fixture, but certainly has always been a good asset um, fantasy wise. McCrory then outdoing Juranovic from last weekend with his, his contender for own goal of the season. Um, United, if they can push from there, they probably can be value, and I keep saying this you know, they've got the squad to you know mix it in the top six. So if they can get the results, um, they could be a force. I think Watt has now scored in back-to-back games, so he could um, hit a good patch. I know he struggled when he moved to United and he scored one goal, um, but he is coming on to form. And if you could sort their defence out, that would be good. Aberdeen, it's a game to forget. I'm still on the defensive double, um, which I'm you know, keen to get out of, but I've had other fires and Miofsky, I think you can keep. As you say, it's it's all or nothing with him. Um, they do have Rangers and Hearts um, coming up. Neither of them. In fact, they've got Hearts, Motherwell, Rangers in the next three games. Now, that's all teams that can score quite freely. So the double defence um, looks shaky there. So that's that's one hole that needs fixed. But Dundee United, if they can maybe get a performance tonight, a Dylan Levitt hat-trick. And would see would see me in good stead, um, but yeah, certainly Aberdeen fans are raging at this one. I think the the late night game, everyone was down at the pub watching it, and not not happy chappies the Aberdeen locals. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Peter, what's your thoughts on this one? 
Uh, not much game, didn't see much of this, just quick highlights. Stun United, again, it'll be a watch and see if this new manager bounces a permanent thing, if maybe has got the touch and can turn him around. What I did notice in, before the game, I looked at my rank, and when it finished 4-0, I only dropped nine places, so I'm assuming there's not a lot of people in the top 200 with United assets, so that kind of shows how they've been doing this season. Aberdeen, the same as Donny, I've got a double-up defence, and I'm looking to get out of it. We'll talk about it later with transfers. I don't really in more pressing right now. The fixtures don't look good to me coming up. I think they may have been a bit of a downturn with the obviously confidence in that game and I'll, I'll look to get ready one of them this weekend. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, a final fixture then this weekend. Uh, Kilmarnock 2, Hearts 2. Uh, Kilmarnock's goals came from Christopher Stokes and Kyle Lafferty. Uh, not really any sort of consistency there. I think last week it was uh, Danny Armstrong with a brace so I was hoping to maybe see him do something, but nothing nothing here. Uh, for Hearts, it was Stephen Humphreys with an assist from Snodgrass, and the second goal came from Nathaniel Atkinson. So nothing from the usual suspects of Shanklin, Mackay, or Forrest there. Um, and still no clean sheets from Hearts, so that the defence is a, still a far cry from how they were last season. It's perhaps maybe a case of holding off until you know they're out of Europe and uh, can focus back on the league again, but they need to be careful because they don't want to lose their, their position in the league. They want to uh, keep getting that European football, so they need to, to, to start progressing. Um, probably not much more, more else to say on that one. Peter? Yeah, not much. Hearts are a bit of a and hide team this weather. I know the fans are upset as well. I mean, I've still got one player in the team is Shankland. He could also be on the chalk block shortly, but again, their Europe season day breaks off in a while. And like you said, he'd like to think they start with potentially take the league more seriously. Come on, to me, have steadily looked slowly better in small increments week to week. It's kind of the reason why I'd kept Mayo over Lacavetti. I'm just going to watch you see with them. I don't really want anybody else from their team midfield up front. I'm just going to watch see how they, they, if they do look steadily more defensive under McInnes, which is kind of his strong point over the seasons. Hatch, in my case, uh, I don't think there's any you can really pin on. Gordon's had one clean sheet, I think, is that the whole season? So, yeah. another howler there. I think there'll be a cheeky comment on Twitter about it that he's the best keeper in the league, so I'll call all the Hearts fans, but I don't even think he's in the top four, <laughs> the top four if you ask me. Uh, nah, I would avoid Hearts and Kilmarnock. I would need to see more from them before I would go on any of their players. That's it. Yep. Tony? Yeah, I agree. So, game-wise, um, Barry Mackay challenging Miofsky for a miss of the season um, in the opening minute. Um, but the game itself was good end-to-end action. Um, Stokes with the opener. As you said, Gordon um, had a, a gaff um, which led to the, the second goal. It just shows why we don't need plastic pitches. I think his foot just gets tangled in the, the turf and um, bobbles away from him. But uh, come that point, I was sweating on Mayo getting a clean sheet, hurting my cup chances. But luckily, Humphreys um, stepped up and, and got the goal back. He is a player that I talked about last week um, and he does continue to catch the eye. Um, so it's certainly one to watch um, as far as that's concerned and that can seem with equalise at the end but I say it every week they have got the fixtures um, but they can't seem to clean, keep clean sheets and it's a lottery for who's scoring the goals up front so I will just continue to stay away from them Hearts of Aberdeen and Celtic up next again nothing nothing screams out with the way that they're fighting on both fronts so I'm going to stay clear of them uh, also Yep. 
Okay, that concludes, Tom. So, Donny, you've actually got a dive this week, so a differential yes. put in the top door for a wee bit, and let you talk through it. Absolutely. So, differential's been parked, probably because I couldn't think of anyone. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, but I think we're at that point in the season now where we've got a good amount of data to start a look at um, each area, who's performing, who's, who's maybe being overlooked. So, we're going to do top fives. I'll cover off each position, top five in each position, talk a little bit about that, um, and then see how 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 get on. So we're gonna start off at the back with goalkeepers. Um one of them's probably not a surprise, but I'll give you each a chance to see who do you think is gonna be in the top five goalkeeping positions. So Peter, give me a name. Go ahead. Yep, he is number one, which as I say is not a surprise. Um Tom, do you wanna have a guess at one of the others? Uh, <laughs> Ruth? No, and I'm going to pinpoint him later on. Okay, Peter, do you have another try? David Marshall. David Marshall is in there. He's fifth. So we've got two, three, and four still to tick off, Tom. One more to go. Um, St. Mirren goalkeeper, is it Carson? Yeah. Carson, he's third, yeah. So the top five in terms of points is Joe Hart, Liam Kelly. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Trevor Carson, Ross Laidlaw, David Marshall. Okay, so Hart has five clean sheets. 
16 saves, conceded five goals, 39 points. Uh, Kelly's four clean sheets, uh, 26 saves. Uh, Carson, four clean sheets, 23 saves. Ross Laidlaw is three clean sheets, but 33 saves. Um, he's also got three bonus points. And Marshall, uh, four clean sheets, 15 saves, 32 points. So I don't think it was any surprise to see Joe Hart at the top. Uh, however, they are starting to leak goals, so just be careful on that one. But what was a surprise, um, and I mentioned it when we looked at the Ross County game, is Ross Laidlaw is the fourth best goalkeeper um, out of 12, which I think nobody would have seen that coming uh, when you look at the position. So three clean sheets, only one less than Motherwell St. Mirren, but the saves really stand out there, 33 um, and three bonus points. He's got an average points per game of 3.3. Um, so he could be a differential there. He's only 2.8 million, um, which is is you know, quite an attractive price when you're, you're looking at the back. David Marshall was probably the one that stood out for me. He could almost be the, the Craig Gordon this season. He's 3 million, which is a more expensive end, but Hibs are starting to be um, better in that respect um, you know if you can put some more clean sheets together and he starts to become a viable option so Kel Roos um, 2.7 million he's had two clean sheets he's had 27 saves 24 points an average of 2.7 points per game whereas David Marshall in fifth is 3.6 points per game and Carson's 3.9 per game and Kelly's 3.3 per game. So you're really almost missing out a point a week um, by having Roos. You know, we, we think Aberdeen are doing well, but they always seem to let us down. So I was quite surprised when, you know, I was compiling this and there was this massive difference in the, the Ross County with the standouts. But keepers, keepers are a tricky one. You know, if you were in a wildcard scenario, do you think you'd go for any of those, Tom? Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned Carson in the past. So I like Carson and um, I imagine Laidlaw's probably pretty cheap. So, yeah, um, Laidlaw's two point eight. Carson's three point three million. So, yeah, you don't like to spend at the back. You try and get the best option from the best team. But Bruce was the obvious choice at the start of the season. Peter, you were on a wild card. Yeah, I've also got a question. I've also got a question for you after this on the goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, yep. I think you just covered it. We all went Roos because it was the easiest entry point in the goalkeeping for cheapness and first choice. But as the seasons went on, I think we've all seen the certain points and he got off Sardin Bravo, but there's always been another fire to put out, so we always joke with somewhere else. I am yeah. this I am this weekend going to read either him or the defenders, and so far you've convinced me to go keep him no that I'll be changing. <laughs> Played the money in the bank, he's up to two point seven, so it's like I would only I look to see that. I need to look at the fixtures first. Sort of sticker to see who I like to go on. And my question yeah. is: seeing that your top goalkeepers, how far down do you get before you get to Craig Gordon? I didn't. I didn't. I haven't gone that far down. And you know something: the the, the, the stats on the top. Yeah, it's hard to filter stats for some so reason. He's a, so he's a bottom six goalkeeper, right? That's good to know before. That's me. Yeah, I'm not. It's not a surprise. <laughs> and like the Rangers, they've mixed and matched goalkeepers. You're not going to get good data there either. Um, so move on to defenders. So we'll ignore Tavernier as has been the standout defender. Um, so we've got four other defenders to choose from. So go Peter, you want to try and have a guess at one of them? Barisic. Barisic's in there at fourth. Uh, Tom? I've, got, I've actually filtered it wrong. Craig Gordon's 11th in the goalkeepers. Sorry. Oof, relegation, can keeper? 
Yeah. I suppose Kilmarnock have changed keepers, so yep. that you won't get enough data there. Dundee United um, as well. Top uh, defenders, Dundee, was it, sir? Yeah, top five defenders. So we've got Davinier, Barisic, um, two of the top five. What, three left? Um... Starfelt, because he's had a couple of goals as well. But nope, he's not no. in there. Not played enough games. But going, no. on, but going on, my, my thinking the last one, so Celtic defender and a Hibs defender, a couple of clean sheets, I'd say Portis. Portis is in there at number two. I think the last couple of weeks have probably helped that. Tom, one more guess. Taylor's got to be in there then. Nope. And, and that's, that's what's interesting about this. So the top five is... Uh, Tavernier, Porteous, Ryan Strain, Barisic, and Yakaviti. So, what you would expect to see here is the top five goalkeepers are reflected in the top five defenders. You know, have the best defences and the it best is. keeper, but that's not the case. You've not got any Celtic players in the top five, which, when you look at that, as I say, they've mixed, they've rotated a lot. Juranovic didn't start, Taylor plays, but only really gets the, the clean sheet points. He doesn't really attract much other points, whereas these other guys, they're all scoring or assisting and or getting clean sheets. So Tavernier's stats is five clean sheets, three goals, eight assists, eight bonus points. Obviously, we know all about him. Uh, Portis was in next. He's had four clean sheets, two goals, five bonus points. Strain, five clean sheets, two assists, four bonus points. Borna, four clean sheets, three assists, three bonus points. And Yakaviti, three clean sheets, one goal, seven bonus points. So that's where you're points are really getting made up is the, the goals, assists and the bonus points. Clean sheets is probably just not enough um, as far as defenders go. Um, outside of the top five, you've got Juranovic as the, the first Celtic player that you get to, then Solholm uh, and then Sean Kelly, which are names that we've seen um, in quite a few teams. So as we mentioned in last week's pod and we talked about um, previously, double Rangers might be the way to go. That's reflected in the top five with Tavney and Barisic both being in there. I think Borna is decent value at 3.9, but you do have that over the shoulder, Yilmaz risk, um, that either before the World Cup or after the World Cup um, could come into play. And Davis being the other one at 3.3, he's now had a couple of games in a row at centre-back beside Goldson, um, and I certainly would, would consider him. So that changed your minds at all defensively, Tom? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely going to be looking at some of those names for future transfers. Yeah, it's interesting. But a goal can obviously chop and change things, and, and Portis has had two in a row. Peter, anything there that you're going to take out of that? I would maybe look at one of them for the cheap option, but not overall, because I still think, come if you ask us question eight game each time, I think if the more clean sheets come into play, then Celtic would have been a top five. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to change. It's just a surprise. That's who we go to for. for defence and, and attack. You look at Rangers and Celtic first. So when we want to midfield, and this really is um, a, a lottery in terms of uh, who we're going to guess here. So we've got five midfielders. Peter, first one's probably obvious, but I'll ask anyway. Do you want to give me a name for one of the top five midfielders? Obvious. Jota. Jota, straight yeah. in the first position, um, quite clear in, in the opposition. Tom, give me a stab at any of the other four. Uh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly's in there, number three. Peter? A younger? No. Ooh. Tom, one more chance. Um, Lawrence, despite him being injured for the last few while. No. 
Okay, so the top five in points order is Jota, Abada, O'Reilly, Josh Campbell, Martin Boyle. Abada's the man that you don't rate. So only two teams, <laughs> only two teams reflected in the top five midfielders, which just shows what a minefield position that it is. Um, Jota, uh, four goals, six assists, twelve bonus points. He's he's a lock in. Um, if he is injured, then it gives us all a bit of a headache. Abada, six goals, one assist, five bonus points. O'Reilly, no goals but seven assists. Obviously, makes him um, quite a good option. Uh, four bonus points. Josh Campbell's had four goals, probably all gone under the radar because none of us have got them and we don't talk about them. Um, it's 3.5 million. It's in fourth. And Martin Boyle, four goals, no assists, but eight bonus points, um, making up the top five. So most teams have probably got Jot and Boyle, so it's hard to try and nail that third position. If we look just outside the, the top five, we've got Montano at Livingston, Spittle at Motherwell, Mackay at Hart and Kent at Rangers. So Kent's had a poor season um, and he's the, the, the best scoring Rangers player. Again, it's really hard to find value there. And I think with a choice of defenders and forwards, you know, 4 3 3 is probably the best balance with Jota Boyle and somebody else. Spittle Ayunga is probably the most popular names that I've seen um, in all the other teams. Um, I'd certainly have Ayunga back. Um, if I had transfers to make, I think he does offer value, but definitely a minefield in that one. Uh, Peter, anything there that catches your eye? O'Reilly catches my eye because he strikes me as that kind of player. Last season, you talked about McGregor and Kamara. Yeah. We talked about this. He just steadily gets the points, the extra points for the passing, the extra points for the clean sheet when that happens, and quite a few assists. I'm sure I've seen some XG, the individual player XG. There's been a game where he does come alive, and if you're uh-huh. going, well done. But We've got a question on this later, so I'll hold off. I was actually thinking about <laughs> O'Reilly again. I've got Spittle. I think he's got a use Hadda, you can get one point to that. He really the good option for the backup. And Boyle, I'd like to see what Boyle would actually have got if he came in to start the season, because he came in a few games in and he may still be the top five. So obviously yeah. I know Tom's not convinced. I've seen right something down, maybe he's a bit convinced now. I think Boyle. I was writing down Josh Campbell then. Anti Boyle agenda. I think Boyle will be easily in the top five coming into the season. He's just going to keep on yeah. taking over. As I said last week, he's the, the Lewis Ferguson. It doesn't really matter how Hibs perform. He's probably going to clutch with points. Tom, anything in there? Obviously, you don't rate Boyle, so anything else? <laughs> I've bought him in this week reluctantly as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, might, I might be on the Boyle train next week. We'll see how we get on. Um, well, here's hoping that he, he comes big next week. That would be good. Yep. Glad to see you um, on board with that. Montano is probably a nice cheap option and an enabler. Um, yeah. Livingston obviously not been too great in front of goal recently, but um, yep, if you want someone cheap, he's not a bad option. Yeah, I think you're going to have to be patient in midfield. You know, like some Mackay and Forrest that we saw last season, not really hitting the same heights. Rangers have been quite quiet. And probably spread around their midfield. So it is a mm-hmm. tricky position, as I say. If you can lock in Jota and Boyle, you then maybe only have one other space to fill. Um, but as I say, it was very surprising to see it was just Celtic and Hibs making up the top five. So it probably come yeah. to the easiest position in the game, uh, forwards. Um, I think there's only really five forwards scoring goals at the moment, um, but we'll go through it anyway. So Peter, you want to give me one of the top five? Forwards take, in the game. Can I take a stab at guessing the five, but don't tell me. Tom, take a five and then see if I get If you want, yeah. <laughs> right, Kolak, Mayovsky, Furahashi, 
Shankland Van Veen. Okay. Tom, Tom, would you change that at all? So that was Kolak Miofsky, Van Veen, Furuhashi, Shankland. and third one. Actually, fifth one. Uh, yeah, it's probably Shankland, isn't it? Yeah. So these are both spot on. Those are the top five. Um, Trollac top, would you both agree with that one? I think so. Yeah. Okay, do you want to have a guess at who's second at the four that's left? Miofsky. No, I think Furuhashi. Oh. <laughs> it's all went the wrong way. It's actually Van Veen. Um, Is it all right? Yeah, there's not a lot in it, but um, yeah, Van Veen's slipping under the radar, the OG differential. So... 22 goals, he's got 10 goals, one assist, 11 bonus points. Uh, Van Veen, seven goals, eight bonus points. Uh, Furuhashi, seven goals, one assist, seven bonus points. There's only one point difference between him and uh, Van Veen. Miofsky, seven goals, um, who's a further point back, so 64, 63, 62 for those three. And then Shankland is at the back with four goals, two assists, seven bonus points. So those are really the the hot the hot players in the game. It's just a case of picking three from five. Um, for me, probably Cholak Miofsky are the the dead sets, and then pick one of the others depending on value or you know um, the money you've got left. I've got Kyogo as my third pick. However, he has been rotated, um, so we'll just have to wait and see how the the game goes there. It's quite a drop after that. You're then looking at May, Newblade and Watt, although Watt is starting to find form. So it's not really an area that you want to be different in. You probably are going to have to stick the same as everyone else and then try and make your difference elsewhere um, as far as that's concerned. So probably not much more talking to go there. I think we're all dead set on the three out of the five. Um, I'd say Van Veen is a surprise. Um, ahead of the other twos, but he's just consistent um, as far as Motherwell is concerned. Anything, Peter? Uh, just when you look through all five of them, I mean, some are fixed, some are probably not rotation. I'm going to be worried about it, like Wojowski. To me, Kolak eventually will have, will be fixed. Uh, yeah. Because Morelis is going to have to come in here at some point, so there will be some yeah. sort of rotation at some point after Europe. Same with Kyogo with Furuhashi. There's going to be some sort of rotation after Europe. Who's other two? Shankland, again, I think Europe's hurt him because yeah. I think if he mm-hmm. went in Europe, he'd play most games, but obviously they're in Europe, so certain games. And Van Veen and Majofsky, the two that's probably the, the two you can rely on playing every week, if that's in these spots. Again, you just need oh. to watch. Europe's nearly finished for a wee bit, and then another two weeks, and it'll be finished completely. Just need to play it by year. Yeah, so Van Veen, Miofsky and Shankland all take penalties for the club. That's something I like in a forward. Um, you've just got an extra um, string to your bow as far as that's concerned. Trolak is obviously uncontested at the moment up front. Um, as you say, that might change. And Furuhashi's had a good run of it. Um, but we have seen signs just at the weekend that he may um, be rotated. Tom, anything to add on that? Um, no, quite happy with that. Well covered. Yeah. So just to finish it off, teams that weren't represented in any of those positions, you've got Livingston, St. Johnston, Kilmarnock and Dundee United. Livingston's a bit of a surprise because they do offer value. Montano, as I mentioned, is just outside. Um, and defensively, yeah, there's always go-to options there. So they're not a team to dismiss entirely. Same with Dundee United. If they can start keeping clean sheets, they've got good value in the goalkeeping position. 
um, and what up front is, is starting to find form. But for St Johnston and Kilmarnock, there's absolutely no standouts um, as far as either of those teams are concerned. So that was the first proper dive of the season. Be interesting to see it in a few weeks once we've got more games under the belt to see if there's any movers and changers. But as I say, it was quite interesting from a goalkeeping and midfield perspective that there's definitely differentials to be had if you can move away from the double Aberdeen defence and the midfield options. So I enjoyed doing that one. Cool. That was good stuff. Right, we've got our questions. We've got two questions for Twitter before we get to our uh, fixtures and cancer and stuff. So first up is from Sutty at Sutty Show, the master of the ticker. Who do we replace Jota with if he's injured? I was thinking of getting O'Reilly back in, but half his stats change of his new position coming from McGregor. So this is something we get to Taylor on. He's played slightly deeper, but it's only one game since McGregor went out, so there's no really much stats you can take for it. You'll just have to wait and see a couple of games. O'Reilly's top five. He's only there about, so it's an easy side move if you want to do that. I'm assuming he's been in another Celtic midfielder by the way for Jota. I know you mentioned McGrath earlier on, Tom, as one of your options. So yeah. I think it's a sound move. Him, oh, I, I mean, you mentioned Hatate last week, eh, Tony. But he's, right, yeah. he's played the deepest now, so I think that rules him out for a while. If McGregor's out for the season, then Abelgaard could come in and play that role, and then Riley could be back to playing up top again. So it will always be a case of watch the team tonight, watch the, we'll get the other team news next week, and see how the formation looks. And if Riley's still playing that kind of turn role, then it's probably an easy move off him. Again, it depends how long Jota's out for. He could just miss a night game and he could be back for the league game because he'd probably rested next week anyway for the Cup. If you want a point, you could go for Haxon Banovic. If he's in, he's probably going to be the, the next best winger to play. But again, it's mm-hmm. team news. Team news dependent, if that's where you want to go. If there's nobody really stands out in another team right now that's, that I'd want to bring in, you would need to see team news. If Abada starts, for example, on Saturday, you could bring in Abada, but it would just be short-term punts. Nothing kind of concrete until you see it for a couple of weeks going forward. Thomas? Yeah, I'd, I'd, agree, I'd agree with you on all those points. Abada, I find him quite frustrating because he does get a lot of big chances and misses him. Open goals and things like that. It's, it's, a, it's a tough watch. Um, but yeah, we've, it's something we've got to sit on and wait and see. We don't really know... Uh, how long-term Yacht is going to be out for. As I said, it might just be a knock and he's back for the weekend. So tonight will probably uh, you know, it's, it'll double, double our uh, you know, stats and it'll double our, our bank of information on the situation. So I'd wait until things see how things go tonight against uh, Red Bull. Tony, thoughts on Joe? Yeah, so the two names I put down were Abada and Haksabanovic. Um I think Haksabanovic would be the direct replacement. I think so. Um, if he was out for you know, a couple of weeks, then that I would just put him straight in. I know he's a bit of an unknown from a fantasy point of view, but I think you could get returns out of there. Uh, Abada as well, he's, he's he's good on form, as I mentioned, he's in the top five midfielders. Um, you've got Turnbull's probably going to get more game time since McGregor's out injured, and as you mentioned, Tati. You'd get solid returns from either of those two. Um, and O'Reilly, I don't have an issue with him either. Just because we're on midfield, outside of Celtic, you've obviously got Martin Boyle um, and Mackay Forrest, Humphreys at Hearts as, as a player that I've mentioned. So there is options there. Josh Campbell is a player we're probably overlooking. But yeah, wait to see how Celtic line up tonight. I, If he has got an injury, then he certainly won't play tonight and he probably wouldn't even be on the bench. So that would give you an idea. Mm-hmm. But you do get team news. The problem for me would be if he's injured and... 
Furuhashi is rotated, then that straight away gives me two problems. Um, if Furuhashi plays, then I can always just bench Jota um, and see how that one pans out. So team news is going to be crucial again this weekend for um, deciding on transfers. I think with your baby Furuhashi, but you might get away lucky because he's got the yeah. cup game midweek, so he might play a strong team this weekend because he can rotate midweek rather than like doesn't he worry about the European games? But again, yeah. like you say, it's fixture, it's, sorry, it's team news dependent. You've got the team news tonight to kind of digest it, and you'll have team news next week. You'll have 15 minutes to make your moves next week before you yeah. go for it. Right, our second question is from FPL General. Ooh. What are you guys thinking <laughs> regarding wildcards? Playing the first one soon, waiting for post-World Cup, tempted to activate this week. So let's kind of unpack that. What do you think about wildcards? I think we've mentioned this before first. Me personally right now, I am waiting till after the World Cup because I think there could be a lot of rested players after the World Cup, even just if it's one or two weeks. Other option would be wait till January till you get the transfers come in, people go in and out, and you can maybe refresh your team up. But until I've got a team where there's three or four fires to put in one week, I am not interested now. Everybody's kind of roughly the same team, get their two or three players. I'm happy just to go along, make my moves I think is correct right now before I, uh, I would pull the wild card. What's your thoughts on the wild card, Donnie? Just personally first. Uh, hold off. Um, there's better weeks to come. Um, there's some double game weeks in December. Um, Rangers, Celtic and Hearts have all got um, double game weeks. Um, as you mentioned, the World Cup. Um, Scottish football being Scottish football restarts while the World Cup is still on. Um, we play before the final. So if somebody like Croatia goes deep, then that's an issue for Rangers and Celtic. Um there is two and I mentioned this before so the fact that there is two you can play one and obviously still have another one but if your team's good which his is <laughs> let's be honest I don't think he needs to um, I think he's probably coming off the back of you know the Celtic team news at the weekend rested rotation he's maybe loaded up on Hibs and then they play Celtic so how do you get out of that if you're double Aberdeen defence, that's an issue. But I think you can navigate all of those through transfers um, and still come out pretty good. But he's not that far behind me, uh, and I'm certainly not thinking of wild card. And so I think hold off until December and then see how things go there. Tom, thoughts the wild card? Um, I probably wouldn't use it now. Looking at the um, Sutty's fixture ticker, game week 16. Um, Aberdeen, double game week, Selick and Rangers. So you maybe want to get rid of the Aberdeen assets if you're still holding on to them. Selick, double game week. Aberdeen, Livingston. Want to have um, three Selick players for that. Hearts, Kilmarnock, St. Mirren. Hearts might be with Europe at that point. So that's a good double. Um, Livingston, mm, Dundee United, Selick, probably not too exciting. Rangers have got Hibs and Aberdeen. Um, and then St. Mirren have got Motherwell and Hearts. It's not a bad one to, to throw your chips at. You can get yeah. the wild card bench boost and triple captain that one. Uh, you've got, uh, and you're doing it at a point in the season where players, uh, there's obviously everything still to play for. The risk of holding on to these chips to the end of the season is, you know, the league's decided or the top half's decided and there's plenty of players that don't really have much to play for, um, which is always the worry in FPL. Um, the doubles don't really tend to come till the latter part of this season, and then they're always. I always find them a bit mm, underwhelming. So I think this is not a bad time to play it. 
just just a consideration. All right. Are you actually thinking you would go for it? Yeah. Right. So that's the thing. A lot of teams are the same. If you, well, so I was going to go next. I was going to go through yeah. his team and then look because he's got he's basically got a team what I always have got right. He's got Tavernier. He brought in Portis, so he's got the he's on the Portis train. He's fine there. He's got Aberdeen double up and his backup defenders is Lacavetti and Solom. So I don't think you mentioned they're all top five defenders apart from Scales. So yeah. if, he, if he could potentially one fire there, you know, they should really get rid of some skills and your team sorted. His midfield's got Jota, we've all got him. Campbell, Boyle, who's got Campbell, you want to mention? So he's actually on a player that we've. So yeah. he's got two of the better players there. And McCann on the bench, I don't think he's getting much for St. John's. So there's another fire there, too. And up front, he's got Kolak, Furuhashi, and Mayavoski. So he's got three yeah. top strikers. So my general consensus is general. Uh, go over yourself, you're 12, your team's absolutely fine. <laughs> Hod your wildcard for later on. If you think because of this week they're playing each other, there's going to be pretty much guys in the same boat. I don't think yeah, you can bench them, you can make a transfer. Maybe make another one. It took a minus four this week, maybe another minus four, mini transfer, but you're still sorted. But I think your team's looking good, Nick, going forward. A lot of foreign players there. And as Donny mentioned, a lot of players there have been the top five, so to me, it's a hold. Agreed, Donny? Absolutely, he's he's just on my shoulder, so um, very yeah. similar team lineup to me, and I'm not considered doing it. So, um, no, I don't think so. I, I, as I say, Hibs, Celtic, bench your defenders, leave the midfielders as they are, see what the team uses. You'll get out of that fixture, not a problem, um, and then move on. But December is a busy month. Um, there's midweek fixtures, weekend fixtures, double game week fixtures. So, um, you're probably going to have a lot more fires to put out. Then um, sitting comfortably in 12th now, so just hold on. Tom, final thoughts? Yeah, I think maybe pulling the trigger just now is maybe shooting themselves in the foot. I think there's probably going to be better opportunities down the line, so um, I, I, I agree with you guys. It's a hold for me. There we go. Right, on to the fixtures for this week. Obviously, the game tonight finishes off this round, and then we're on the next round. So, game week 10 consists of We've we'll got four games, three o'clock kickoffs. You're going to get eight teams in team use, so that's, that's good. So St. Mirren versus Kilmarnock, Ross County versus Dungeon United, Livingston versus Johnson, Celtic versus Hibs, and on the Sunday, Motherwell versus Rangers, and Aberdeen versus Hearts. So upon hearing that, Donny, what is your captain's, vice captain's, and transfer plans for the game week ahead? Okay, can you obviously, meet, meet I'm, Tom? I'm, 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 I'm like to say this, I, <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Um... I mean, team news, as, as we've already touched on, Celtic is the most important because Jota and Kyogo are, are two of my strongest players. I need at least one of them to be playing, um, which would be a help. Uh, I w- I don't, I've obviously got rid of Taylor last weekend and I'll hold off in the Celtic defence. So, Tom, if you want to bring in a Celtic defender, I'll be my guest. But I think <laughs> with Hibs and Hearts coming up, and Celtic looking shaky at the back. I don't think there's much value there. But I will, if all my, te- all my team's playing, I would probably try and ideally change the goalkeeper. But I might need two transfers. I'd maybe wait um, until after the Celtic game. I'd, I'd probably bring in Marshall if I was going to do anything there um, and probably upgrade in defence. So I'll wait and see what the team news brings. Captaincy, uh, I think we will stick with Captain Tav. And vice captaincy, it's, again, it's a tricky one. I mean, I'd like to think that Celtic probably do do Hibs, but 
that's a tough game in the right of form. Uh, I mean, I could cover myself and go Trolak because I know Tom will, <laughs> Tom will probably go that route. So let's let's stick with that strategy just now and see how it pans out. Aye, very good. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably stick with the same again. Captain Tav, Vice-Captain Cholak. He's good for a couple of goals. and I'm not too worried about team news because he seems to be uh, Giovanni's favourite there. Uh, transfer is a bit of a trickier one. Obviously, there's a situation with Yorta, so that has to be a wait and see. But my midfield is quite lacking. I've got a non-playing player. I've got Carey at St. Johnston. I've got Ewan Henderson, who's not getting a game. Um, so One of them, I think, then. One of those guys has to go. That's for who? Take a hit. Take a hit, Tom. Minus, <laughs> minus four, minus eight. You'll be fine. Minus four, level the playing field a bit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I gave you a head start this weekend. <laughs> so, um, midfield, as, as mentioned, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one. I could I could go Josh Campbell and pair him up with Boyle in that Hibs midfield. That's a consideration. Big, big win for Hibs. I like it. I like that attitude. Bring him in for Celtic game. When did you start supporting Glasgow Rangers, Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, my transfer thoughts was pretty. I think Donny called it goalkeeper or scales or, or defender. I don't want Aberdeen double up anymore. I think I'm going to come off, but the fixtures don't look pretty enticing going forward. After Donny's uh, dive there, it makes me even think more. Bruce has got to go. I'll wait and see. Team news will be dependent, like the Jota situation, stuff like that. I may have to just hold it another week. I have to wait and see. But my plan is, attack is to get into the goalkeeper this week. This week to do it. Shanklin can have, can have another week. Then he can go next week unless he nails that first team place again. And uh, Captain Tav and Vice Captain Kolak right now. But again, that could change if the team looked really strong. And Jot is fit, but again, I have to wait and see the team news for I make a call on that. We'll see team news. And like you both said, I'm pretty sure that Morales will start probably tomorrow night and then Claude yeah. will start in the weekend. And Motherwell, Motherwell don't look particularly, I mean, they look okay, but I don't think they look like they keep a clean sheet against Rangers, so Colac could be your man there for me, the vice captain. Okay, then, else to discuss before we go out? No, just yeah. good luck to Tom in the cup. Yep. Good luck, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Thanks for listening. We're back next week. Again, it will be covering the end of this game week and the next game week. We'll post it online and also I'll post up the final scores of the semi final. So thanks for listening, guys. You can see your outros. No, outros, get your plugs in and say goodbye. Tom? I'm at FFS underscore Scout. Donnie? And I'm at FFS underscore Donnie. Right, and I'm at Fantasy Half. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week. Say goodbye, guys. Bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.